welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we're going to be talking about the reality of anxiety, which is something that I reckon we all struggle with on different levels, whether we're aware of it or not aware of it. I mean, show me somebody that doesn't ever have an anxious thought. Well, there are people who say that they don't relate to the word anxiety. So I guess unless we're superhuman, we would all relate to words like dread or panic or um, worrying or fear or um, that feeling of restlessness, the floor's dropping, I think that, the sky's falling. Yeah. There's so many physical ways that it outworks in your body, aren't there? Like that, that, uh, that feeling of your stomach dropping, mm. like the floor's gone from underneath you. I guess the truth is that we are all in touch with this in different ways. Like for me... I would be anxious, but I was unaware that I was anxious. Mm. <laughs> and it's been quite a journey for me to work out, oh, actually, I am anxious. I'd have the physical outworking of it, but I'd just explain that away some other with something else, you know. And um, when we first moved to Australia, um, I remember the first couple of times I had to get up and speak. And I was very, very nervous. And the fir- the very first time I ever did that, I actually nearly passed out, mm. which is not... <laughs> I mean, it's not ideal that for your first kind of welcome to LL Australia. Um, it's your your first teaching appointment or whatever, your first public speaking thing, and you nearly pass out in front of everybody. And and literally to the point where I had to sit on a chair with my head between my <laughs> between my knees. It was not ideal. But in you should my have, you should have just pretended it was like this amazing anointing. You were being like slain in the spirit or something. Oh, hindsight! Why didn't I think of that? But but actually, the weird thing was, even though I knew I was nervous, I explained it away. Yeah, I thought, I know, well, I it, it's a bit of jet lag, you know, because that, that journey. From three months ago. <laughs> that brutal journey. Or I didn't have breakfast. So, you know, I didn't have enough fuel in my body. I stood up too quick. Mm, which is all reasonable things, isn't it? I guess it's, I guess, I wonder why then, for you, picking on you, why, why, you were so disconnected from that. Like, why was there such this gap between knowing that you were anxious and the outworkings of the anxiety? Well, I guess for me, it was that I was just, I just got very used to always being strong. Yeah. I just felt like I had to always be strong. So I, 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 I guess I'd learned over the years, not consciously, but just subconsciously, I'd learned to just push anything that felt weak out of the way. But that's it, isn't it, Andy? Because that's what we do. We think that these things are weakness yeah. and bad, which, I mean, they're not strengths, are they, for any right. of us? Yeah. But we think that they're, and especially when we're Christians, because we put everything in this sort of, is that Christian? So anxiety isn't Christian <laughs> because the Bible says, do not be anxious. Right. So you're an epic failure as a Christian yeah. if you are anxious. Yeah. Yeah. So God can't be happy with that. So somehow that's just wrong and bad. So we, and we, I guess for somebody like you, because we are all different, because I'm not like that at all. I've always been much more in touch with whatever's going on. Yeah. I would quite like some corporate. I've always thought to have some better coping mechanisms to be able to hide things away would actually be better. Right. But, um, but at the same time, I mean, for me, for my journey with anxiety, I, I didn't realize that I was an anxious person. I guess I would think I could worry about things, but I think sometimes it was so r- regular that I didn't even 
realize it was a problem. It becomes almost like something that you think is part of your personality. Right. Just a bit more caring, a bit more of a worrier. Um, but it was really when the, the kids were born, wasn't it, that it really sort of took a new a new height for me, I guess. And um, suddenly you've got something that really, really matters. And you, you, I was, I was, I, I, you know, I'd have a lot of worry and anxiety and, and for a long time that became just very, very familiar. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, if you look at the world that we're in right now, there is a huge amount of anxiety, isn't there? And, mm. and an ever increasing, it seems, mental health issues related to anxiety disorders are massively on the rise. And and that's because of the insecurity of the world that we're living in that's been brought into technicolour through the pandemic mm. of things that felt like they were unshakable suddenly being shaken. Mm. But it isn't just the world around us, is it? It's the world of our lives. Yeah. So there's a there's just insecurity all over the place. Yeah. Within the foundations of families and um personal health yeah finances yeah your job security how you're going to make the mortgage payments all these things i mean they're massive aren't they so it is part of being a human being is really so when we're fighting it thinking we've got to stop it because it's not christian we're actually fighting against something that is part of humanity but yet god must have answers to that because he says that he offers peace right. and peace is the opposite to anxiety. Right. Exactly. So somewhere, it, it, we, it, that's why we called it the reality of anxiety, really, because we can't just say, well, just trust and then you won't be anxious because anyone who's struggling with an anxiety, that absolutely they want to trust. And if you're a Christian, you totally want to just trust the Lord and lean on him. But but it's it's a very different thing to actually do it yeah. in the moment. I think as well, as Christians, it's hard because we do see it as a bad thing because the Bible is full of the Lord saying, fear not, fear not, you know, don't be anxious about anything. And we can recite those scriptures and almost as we do it, we feel like, oh, I'm a terrible person because I am anxious. Mm. And yet here's God saying, don't be anxious. And we see it as a, you know, like a rebuke. Mm -hmm. But I really do believe that the Lord has put so many references in the Bible about fear not because he knows the condition of our heart. He knows how frail we are. And I think it comes much more with a sense of this fatherly, tender, fear not, you know, come to me, come to me, come to me, yeah. as opposed to a he stood there with his shaking his fist saying, fear not, you know, and if you do, then you're bad. Yeah. Well, for me, it was that scripture in Luke, which says, um, don't be afraid, little flock. Right. And I was so used to, because, you know, we were involved in a Christian healing ministry and there I was struggling with real anxiety and I just felt such shame for it. You know, it should be better, should be stronger, should be able to conquer this and, you know, would quote scriptures to myself till I was blue in the face, but I still was gripped by this anxiety that would just swirl around. And um, it was just that that scripture that where it says, do not be afraid, little flock. And it was just those words, little flock, which mm. really touched something deep inside of the tenderness of God and yeah. the kindness of God, the gentleness that I guess is similar to how we would have talked about our boys. You know, when they were little, we would call them little sausages and they're going to hate us for saying this, yeah, aren't they? That, yeah. yeah, little sausages and little poppet and... All their, all their coolness is going out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I hope all their friends, anyone who listens, calls them little sausage. But we did. And it was just sweet little words of endearment. And the fact that God would call us little flock, it just made it feel more like, you know, like when the kids were anxious about something, when a little child's anxious, you don't just say, don't be afraid. You say, oh, don't worry. Yeah. And suddenly I read that scripture like, oh, hang on, maybe he's saying it like that. Yeah. Don't worry, little flock. I guess it's amazing how much we learn about anxiety from those around us, don't we? Like in our home upbringing, maybe we grew up in a home that was very, there was a lot of anxiety about health issues or finance or the future, planning, everything was controlled. So we can learn to be anxious. We pick it up from other people, don't we? Actually, mm. it's a it's quite a contagious thing, isn't it? If you're around a very anxious, panicking person, mm. it can be quite easy to sort of fall into that as well. I guess the other side of that is that you are around somebody who's always denying their anxiety or always right. suppressing their anxiety or never be strong. Yeah, never, you know, there must be a balance in between because obviously being around somebody who's always talking about their worries is going to really affect you. But also somebody who can never be real that, they're, that they've got this weak, uh, any weakness yeah. can build in you something that says, I've got to, I've got to pretend I haven't. Right. And this would be bad and shameful if I did. Yeah. The, the thing is, we want, we want to be able to be real about the fact that we are anxious but we don't want to stay in that place of anxiety. Yeah. So that's the, that's the trick, isn't it? How do you move? How do you get to the point of being able to admit it and be real, but, but not stay there like, mm. to move on? So as being real to start off with, would you say that you, this is something that you've conquered and you've mastered and you're of beyond course, your past? Course. I've never had an anxious moment since that moment in Australia. You no, big not fat even. liar. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's a total journey. And, um, and there, and there are still very anxious moments that come. Yeah. And I think that's where this, this, this thought that God is tender, it's like he's so aware of the frailty of our heart that, mm. that we can feel. And here's the thing with anxiety. One minute you can feel quite solid and secure and then you hear a piece of news or something happens. and, and it, Like a trigger. It's like a trigger, like a, a switch gets flicked and suddenly you're gripped and your mind's racing with what if this happens and what if that happens. and. Mm. And so it, it, I guess the journey for us in all this is learning how to recognise it when it happens and how mm. do we, you know, what do we do with it? How do we come to the Lord with it and mm. try and find that place of peace? Yeah, I think that's, I think that is, is it is, a, there's these triggers that go off inside. I think what gets hard sometimes is that the triggers go off and there are times where you know what that trigger is, like you know what certain thing in the news or a movie or a certain you know thought pattern that you've got into could be a trigger but also sometimes the anxiety just swirls you know praying with I know with myself but I know with lots of people praying with them as well or just talking with them it's often this this just the the this panic or the um swirling just starts and and you're trying desperately to work out what it is that triggered it. And that becomes almost part of the swirling and the panic as well. So it's recognising that sometimes there is a, a distinct trigger and yeah. that's great and you can take that to the Lord. But even just when when it's unknown and it's ambiguous, it's still bringing the feelings to him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it, I think that's right. I think it's because you don't. Sometimes you're not really fully aware what it is you're anxious about. Yeah, it's like a combination of things. But or then you can be anxious about what you're anxious about, and yeah, it's getting it becomes worse. a stress then about what is it? Um, yeah, exactly. I do wonder sometimes if there are like specific moments which which happen in our life, like a trauma or a betrayal or something that happened, which is like the root of a particular type of anxiety because I've experienced it beforehand. It's like now there's kind of an expectation that it could happen again because it happened before. And yeah. I think the enemy loves to empower that with a, a sort of a seed of doubt that, well, God won't take care of you yeah. because he didn't take care of you before. And so that expectation can be quite a big thing, can't it, with, with anxiety that we, we end up feeling a bit unsafe in, in a particular like way. It's almost like it's our expectation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we had a miscarriage, didn't we, after... Jake. Yeah. And that's a very painful, awful experience. And it leaves you with a very real anxiety. Yeah. When you're then pregnant the next time right. and you, you, you trust the Lord, but there's this message that's gone going on inside that it didn't work last time. Yeah. And there was a, and you were left having to cope with all the pain of that. Yeah. And and you want to trust and you want to believe, but that anxiety swirls because of the expectation that this could happen again. Yeah. And I think in those circumstances, I think this is where, I mean, in all that we're talking about today, there is an answer, isn't there? And God does want to bring us to a point where we are less and less anxious as people. Mm. Like, I think that's probably the, the right way of looking at it. It's not that someone prayed a prayer for me and I've never been anxious about anything ever again no. in my entire life. But I think where there are those specific incidences of trauma, I think that's where we can really ask the Lord to bring healing and where we've seen that in many, many people's lives, that where there's been that healing from that particular trauma, it's like the power of that particular anxiety is, is kind of dealt with. You know. The power's lost its hold, hasn't it? Yeah. It's when it's when anxiety has a power over us. So I'm I'm the same as you. I definitely still I can't say that I never have anxieties or worries or anything like that. That's absolutely not true. But I do know that the Lord has done a deep work in my heart of drawing me closer to Him, to to trust Him, and to really take the the power and the the hold of this anxiety over my life he's he's I think he does help us learn ways of coping that aren't about just shoving it down or pretending it isn't happening or recount it trying to do it in your own strength but it is really saying Lord I'm coming to you with this please yeah. will you help and I, and I think for me it's been that to know that that I'm not on my own in it yeah. I think anxiety often within the imaginations in our head and the worries in our head, we feel so alone. Like, yeah. what am I going to do about this? How am I going to cope? How am I going to fix this? And and I think that's often where a lot of the power is. Yeah. But knowing that we're not alone and that he is that ever-present help. Yeah. I think as well, you know, Jesus really is the model for this, isn't it? Isn't he? Because in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was facing what, something that we can't even begin to imagine really, which was this brutal um, death upon a cross. And the Bible tells us that he was deeply troubled, like uh, to the point where actually he was sweating drops of blood. I mean, this is serious. This isn't, yeah. this isn't a case of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, like, 
oh, hey guys, I'm off to the cross. You know, this is going to be great. I mean, he was really in touch with the the pressure of that. And he's crying out to his father saying, if there's any other way, please, please let there be another way. And of course he he says, but but whatever you want, Lord, is Father is what I want. But here, but there's the key, you see, is it in the midst of that troubling in Jesus' own heart, he is in communication with his father. Mm. And I think that's really the answer for us in this. Um, that we wouldn't that, that we wouldn't be we wouldn't internally try to deal with it. And I think that's where the problem comes with anxiety, is that we try to cope on our own. Mm. We don't want other people to see it because that will make them think that we're weird or weak or or whatever. But we're also we also hide ourselves away from the Lord. I think it's such a actually such a comfort to think that Jesus went through that as well because it shows the the reality of his humanity of his humanity. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it it does break the power of that shame. Yeah, that we can feel. Um, and I think the enemy is so about shame. Yeah, he, he just always wants to hold us back, and and if that shame that we're just weak or we're, we're doing it wrong or we should be better, holds us back from the Lord and from other people. It's powerful really in our lives, isn't it? Yeah. It's something to think about that when we are anxious and when we have shame about that anxiety, actually what, that, what, we, what we can tend to do is, is just want to get out of the situation which is causing us to be anxious. Mm. And this is where fear and anxiety end up really restricting our lives. Like we end up not going places because that will make us anxious, not doing things because that will make us anxious. Like if you look back at that thing with me in Australia, the easiest solution would be, we'll just never get up the front again. Yeah, then you would have been fine. Perfect solution, right? Mm -hmm. And I can, I could find a justification for that. It's not my, it's not my gifting. Uh, I'm better off in this area serving the Lord. I could justify it all kinds of ways. But the solution, there is a solution, but it's avoidance. It's, it's, it's restriction. But what if you're meant to be well, doing it? Well, that's it. it. That's yeah. it, see, because for me, I, I know that's what God was asking me to do. And part of me is like, well, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, you not know if I mean? it makes you feel like you're going to pass out. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Jesus, I think he's often, not because he's mean, but he's often calling us, out of our comfort zone because mm. often our comfort zone has been established to avoid anxiety. It's to, yeah. it's to, it's a self-protection mode. And so I think there's a lot of us that, that aren't really living in the fullness of what God has for us because we've created a buffer zone around us. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? To think that living in the fullness of what God created for us can involve Feelings of anxiety right, and exactly. fear and exactly. panic and dread, all those things that we're trying to fight, all those things that we read articles on or we, you know, study, whatever. How can I be free from anxiety? But actually, in the reality of being human beings on this earth, following Jesus, maybe some of the anxiety that we, we are going to feel is because we are stepping out of our comfort zone. Well, exactly. And, and I'd think, I mean... I'm sure others would agree with me. Wouldn't it be nice as if we if we did step out of our comfort zone that all went perfectly well? Do you know what I mean? So that when we stood up in front of people, for example, we didn't nearly yeah. pass out. We yeah. suddenly had this great anointing of the Holy Spirit and 
heaven came down to earth, you know, but actually that's not always the case, is it? There are these, but there are, as we step out, oftentimes we do face head on that anxiety, that, that fear of failure, that, um, what are people going to think of me? What if I get it wrong? What if I don't do the things the way they should be done? And, and by stepping out of our comfort zone, we put ourselves into that more risky. Well, we put ourselves into a place where we're aware of our weakness. Yeah. And that then reminds me of that scripture, which talks about my power is made perfect in weakness. Right. And so much of our lives, we're fighting weakness. Yeah. Now, obviously, somebody who is consumed with anxiety and is in a very, very vulnerable place, this isn't quite the same for them. Um, and anxiety is something that Jesus wants to bring freedom to and he wants to show an answer to. Absolutely. But at the same time, for some of us, anxiety is part of facing our weakness and facing, yeah. oh, then I've got to try. And I, if I'm very, I think that's part of where, without using any of those words, I think that was part of my struggle and where I had to come to of, well, Lord, I, I am, I need you. I really, really need you. I think it was facing my own weakness yeah. that I couldn't just conquer this and that I couldn't just apply scriptures and then be miraculously worry free, but was realizing I, I, those scriptures that say Jesus came for those who recognize their need of him. Yeah. I remember almost daily feeling like, and I do today still feel like, Lord, I need you. Yeah. I can't, absolutely. I can't do any of this on my own. No. I can't, I can't be a mom. I can't even be myself. There's so much in the you. scripture about that. I mean, the vine and the branches without me, you can do nothing. Yeah. That, that, that God chooses the weak and foolish things of the world to confound the wise. There's so many things that if you feel weak, actually that qualifies you <laughs> to be used yeah. by the Lord. He's not looking for the ones who think they've got it all together and they can do it in their own strength. He's looking for the ones that are on their faces saying, Lord, without you, we can do mm. nothing. We can do absolutely nothing. And that's a good place to get to. It is. And I think maybe that's the message of today's podcast in a sense is wherever we're at, how overwhelmed with anxiety and fear and consumed with insecurities we are, it's a place where Jesus can meet us yeah. because we're we're being real. And it it doesn't mean he's going to keep us there no. and we're going to stay there. But at the same time, I'm not absolutely convinced that we're going to be walking around totally la-la and and having everything perfectly together. Right, exactly. The, the key, like I guess if you're looking for what is the solution, like I'm sure anyone listening that struggles with anxiety is probably saying, just tell me what the solution is. Like, how do I, how do I fix this? And, and what is the feeling we want more than anything else? It's actually peace, isn't it? I mean, my, my best understanding of this word peace is when there's something that you dread happening, let's say you've been asked to do something that you absolutely are dreading and it's keeping you awake at night and you're panicking about it inside and you don't feel ready for it, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have a phone call that says, oh, it's been cancelled. That to me, that moment of utter relief. Do you know what I mean? It's that uh, total relief feeling. That feels such like peace to me because it because before there was this stirring, 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 turmoil, troubled waters, and all of a sudden it went still. And so I think what God has for us, what he wants for us, is this quietness and this stillness on the inside that 
that is his peace. Not self-generated peace, not I'm meditating kind of peace, but Holy Spirit-given peace. Which is in the midst of, it isn't, isn't conditional on what's going on around. Exactly, exactly. And in Psalm 46, we have that explained. It says, I mean, beautiful words, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. So hear God saying, even in the midst of mountains, you know, mountains being moved into the sea and the earth giving way, I will give you a peace, a stillness, a quietness, and you won't need to be afraid because he's our refuge and strength. That's that's what he wants us to understand, isn't it? That's that place where we come to with these dreaded, turmoiling, anxious, worrying places is, Lord, you, you're the one I've got to come to. So how do we do that? Like how, it's easy to say that. And I used to read Psalm 91 relentlessly, those who live in the shelter of the Most High or find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I used to think, well, I long for that. Like there'll be people listening to that that have read Psalm 46 before. Be longing for that sense of peace. And, and it's how we actually find that. And I think it's just been real. I'd say for me, it's been, it started with being real that I don't know that and be real about the anxiety, the, play, the, the weakness, the vulnerability that I was at and starting there with the Lord and, and him being the person that I would go to with it and not thinking he, I, he, it, you know, kind of like if he fixes it and I feel better, it worked. And if I don't feel better, it hasn't worked. But just keeping drawing close to him, keeping him as that person that I would share it with. I mean, I would share it with you, but it would never, never help really. Well, it would. I mean, it was quite helpful. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) That's just rude. Well, I mean, obviously. To an extent. To an extent, but not really, to be really honest. (laughs) Because it just becomes part. I I just think, well, that's because Andy doesn't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He doesn't understand. He's making it up as he's going along. Yeah, like he could be wrong. If I was worried about an illness, you're not a doctor. You're not an expert. There's always a, yeah, but. But when you take it to God and you remember who he is, then, then, and something starts to build of trust as you keep coming to him, keep coming to him. And the enemy will always bring again that shame. Oh, why do you just always come to God with your problems? And why do you always just mourn on to God? And I'd feel like that. I'd feel like, oh, here I am again, Lord. In fact, I'd write it. I'd always write out my prayers to him. And I'd be like, oh, Lord, I'm here again with this same anxiety. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But here I am. And then I'd just pour it out to him. And it's almost as you pour it out to him, something can rise up inside of truth. And I'd say, but you know, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to hold on to your hand. And it's bit by bit by bit, suddenly something starts to build up inside something strong. I guess for me, it was in my foundations, but it takes a bit of humility to realize your foundations aren't as strong as you think they are. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I have to say I'm a total convert to this idea of writing things out. I mean, for years, I'd watch you with your journals and this, that and the other. And 
I knew it was having a big impact in your own life. And I'd try it every now and then. I'd be like, no, this does not work for me. I'd be worried about how neat my handwriting was or how I structured a sentence or did I spell it right? I, I was so distracted by it. Anyway, recently, more recently, I've I've, I've totally gone for this. I type it out rather than write it out because I'm so slow at writing. But it's so helpful just to express it. it. I think it just helps it get it out. Sometimes with anxiety, it's like it all whirs around in this kind of jumbled mess. You can't get hold of it, but somehow by by actually expressing it, even if you talk it out, whatever, somehow by getting it out, it does it does help. And if you're doing that in the context of I'm giving this to you, Lord, I'm I'm running to you with this. I I want to I want to experience your peace. Mm. Then it's so deeply, deeply impactful. But would you say, being so we can help people, it's not that you feel this instant euphoria, no, is no. it? It's not this feeling of ah, and now I feel peace. It's more a choice, Lord. I've 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 poured it out to you. I've given it to you. I've reminded myself of who you are and how faithful you are and I'm choosing, I'm making this choice to trust you. Yeah. And then you go about the rest of your day and it's like something's just lifted a little bit. Is that how you yeah, describe I, it? Yeah, totally, yeah. I just want to read these verses. I mean, they're well-known verses when it comes to anxiety from Philippians 4, particularly the first part, actually, on verse 6. Um, Don't worry about anything. Sounds nice, isn't it? Easy. Don't worry about anything. Instead... Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I mean, in a sense, that's what we've just been talking about. But it's in the context of anxiety, really. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, like, please come to me, the Lord's saying, please come to me, pour out your heart, tell me what you need and thank me for what I've done. So there's this transaction sort of taking place with the Lord. Then verse seven, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And that's where anxiety really hits, isn't it? In our mind, with all these thoughts running around and around and around, and in, that, in our heart, in that insecurity, in that kind of wobbly place. So we can experience a peace, other versions call it, that, that passes understanding. To me, that means it's a peace that makes no sense. It's like it's not self-generated. It has to come from the Lord. So as we, as we worry... We bring everything to him. He gives us his peace. And then verse 8 and 9 talk about something that goes a bit deeper, I think. It's, this is more about lifestyle. So then it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So he's, he's teaching us, don't dwell on don't stay dwelt on those things which are negative, but think about these other things. Keep putting, putting into practice all that you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So the first time round, it's the peace of God will be with you. But now as my lifestyle becomes more of a dwelling, following, loving God kind of a person, now the God of peace will be with me. And I think that's such a a thing of hope for us. It's all based in reality, the reality of things happening in life that are anxious and difficult and maybe panic starts to set in, but it's where we run with that. Yeah. And I don't think that we can do a podcast really on anxiety without just mentioning the enemy and how yeah. how his strategy is always to undermine that peace. Yeah. And to 
undermine the trustworthiness of God or the faithfulness of God and how he, it is a battle that mm. is raging, that he is after us, not to make us scared of him because because Jesus has won the battle and he's so much bigger. But we do need to recognise that often with anxiety, we we have to push back the enemy mm. and and call the enemy out as the liar and the the tormentor that he is and silence him in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think one of the ways he operates the most as we're coming to the Lord even is with those words of doubt. Did God really say, is he, is he really going to be there for you? Do you know what I mean? I think that, that even as we, even as we maybe even from talking today, you know, that maybe we'll start to really reach out to the Lord in a new way. The enemy would want to undermine that even, wouldn't he, with his words of doubt, oh, God's not really listening to you. And So they're what we should bring to God yeah. as well. Not be afraid to bring that to him. Not exactly. be afraid to say, I'm worried about this, about my future, and I'm worried that you're big enough and strong enough to take care of me. Yeah. It's it, it's bringing it all out, isn't it? It's bringing it, it all into the light. Yeah. There's this um, song that's always really ministered to me um it's a david hind song and um you can find it on youtube and uh it's called the cross still stands but the words of the song say for every disappointment for every broken heart for everyone in darkness a light for every wounded person for every tired mind for every hopeless situation a hope for everyone who is desperate for everyone who is lost for everyone who is fearful, a shelter. For every painful question, for everyone's regrets, for every cry of why God, an answer. The cross still stands, the cross still stands. His blood still cleanses, eternally the same. Yeah, lovely words, yeah. Let's just pray. Lord, we thank you that you know everything about us, Lord. You know all the anxious thoughts that we have whether we're aware of them or not, Lord. And even in this moment, Lord, we want to bring our anxiety to you, the reality of it, Lord, the way it impacts our life, the way it impacts our decisions, our relationship with other people, our relationship with you, Lord. And we ask for each one of us, Lord, that you'd help us with the these anxious thoughts, Lord, to bring them in truth and reality to you, that we would, that we would know more and more, Lord, that you are a God that understands where we are and is for us, Lord, and that you are our hope. I pray, Lord, that for each listening who struggles with anxiety, Lord, in their life, that they would find you in a new way, find a way to express those, those anxious thoughts to you, Lord, and find peace, Lord. We just pray, even now, Lord, that your peace would come and just rest in each heart, that you would still the turmoil, Lord, on the inside and, and bring your peace, your beautiful shalom. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening with us. And we hope that you're encouraged, really, that you're not alone. Sometimes anxiety makes us feel lonely and like we're the only one that's struggling. And just want to encourage you that you're not alone, but also that there's real hope and there's a real um, heart of the Lord for us to move forward and to grow as people who can really trust him and lean on him. So be encouraged and we will be with you soon.
Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.